I am a Brooklynite, born and bred. A first-generation American on my father's side, barely second-generation on my mother's. What has become of me could happen only in America. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, leader, and notorious RBG, passed away on September 18th. The death of the 87-year-old legendary liberal justice has thrown American politics into chaos. The architect of the legal fight for women's rights in the 1970s, Ginsburg subsequently served 27 years on the nation's highest court, becoming its most prominent member. She is known for being a pioneering jurist and fervent advocate for women's rights and gender equality. But did you know she also had Ukrainian roots? This week's podcast, we are featuring Matt Kupfer's article, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's little-known Ukrainian history. So what kind of ties does RBG have with Ukraine? Thank you for having me. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like many Jewish people of her generation, had roots that trace back to Ukraine. However, it's possible that she didn't really know this, and it's unlikely she had any serious connection to the country of Ukraine, because at the time when her parents and grandparents left uh, Ukraine, the country was divided between different empires. Her maternal grandparents came from the city of Burshin in a region known as Galicia. Today, it's a provincial city of about 15,000 people in Ivano-Frankivsk Oblast in western Ukraine. And uh, Ginsburg's mother, Celia Amster, was the first American-born child of the family. Ginsburg's mother had a major influence on her. Amster had, as a child, excelled in school. She graduated high school early at 15, but she had been unable to go to college because her family had decided to send her brother to college. And so she got a job as a garment worker and earned money to help pay for her brother's education. And for this reason, she wanted better opportunities for her daughter. She began saving money for her college education, and she encouraged her daughter to be independent. And when Ginsburg was a teenager, her mother was diagnosed with cervical cancer and underwent years of very difficult treatments. And that motivated Ginsburg to study even harder and work harder. And she's described how she would sit in her mother's bedroom and do her homework and focus very much on her work and how that later helped her to tune out distractions when she was in college, when she was in law school. And uh, Ginsburg's mother died a day before she graduated high school. And she had a very important influence on her daughter, as we can see from basically all accounts of Ginsburg's life, from Ginsburg's speeches, from different comments she's made at different points. Ginsburg's father, Nathan Bader, came from what is today the city of Khmelnytsky. A, um, it's a large regional capital in uh, western Ukraine, the capital of Khmelnytsky Oblast, with about 275,000 people today. At the time, it was known as Proskurov in Russian or Proskurov in Ukrainian, and it was part of the Russian Empire. These families left Ukraine very early in the 20th century. In the first decade of the 20th century, Ginsburg's mother was born in the United States. Her father came to the United States at the age of 13. She said he left from Odessa. Of course, we know Odessa today as a large city of about a million people on the Black Sea coast in the south of Ukraine. And so her parents were both very American, born in America or grew up almost fully in America. But at the same time, they had this immediate connection, this immediate immigrant connection to what is today Ukraine. 
Do you think many people in Ukraine know who RBG is, or is it more of a one-way connection? I'm often asked what people in Ukraine know about American political figures and American political events. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, in terms of political figures, was a giant. But one of the problems with this question is that most Ukrainians are not paying very close attention to American politics, American society, particularly when we, when by society we mean things like large social issues and legal issues. They're more likely to know about pop culture in the United States, just realistically, because they watch that on TV in the movies. At the same time, those Ukrainians who are very interested in international affairs and in international politics surely know who she is and even may know what she's famous for. Well, if Ukrainians know more about pop culture from the U.S., RBG is very much known as a pop cultural icon within the United States, becoming well-known in her 80s with phrases such as the notorious RBG, you can't spell truth without Ruth, stickers, photos, t-shirts, phrases everywhere. So would you think that may or may not have transferred over to Ukraine? I think except for maybe people with a kind of hardcore interest in American affairs, probably not. Because these references, I mean, as much as they are catchy and they reference some things which are widely known, for example, Notorious B.I.G. was a rapper, well known. Even so, this is not really very resonant for most people in Ukraine. It's kind of hard to understand the references and the significance of Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the same way Americans do, because she didn't have a direct effect on the lives of people in Ukraine. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg's story and connection, her family's immigration to the U.S., leading to her successes in life. Would you say you see similar stories and paths from other Jewish immigrants that left Ukraine? I mean, this is a very common story between uh, 1880 and 1924, I believe, when, uh, when the U.S. started imposing more immigration restrictions. There was a huge wave of Jewish immigration from Eastern Europe. So many well-known people in the United States who are Jewish can trace their families back to that wave of immigration. I can, too. I mean, it, it affects many. It, it's, it's a part of many family histories. So we shouldn't be surprised by this. At the same time, we also shouldn't be surprised that when uh, journalists wrote obituaries of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, they often referred to her parents as um, Austrian Jews, Polish Jews, Russian Jews, because this is sort of the nature of Ukraine, and it's also the nature of family memory in among Jewish families in the United States. As I mentioned already, Ukraine was divided up between different empires, and those borders changed a lot in the 20th, in the, in the 19th and 20th centuries. So, so there are a lot of reasons why people don't know where the cities their ancestors came from were located. And just in general, immigrants who came to the United States often had negative memories of the place they came from. They fled anti-Semitism, poverty. Um, they sought greater opportunity in the United States. And um, they often didn't talk so much about the past. This, I think, was um, this was also influenced by the events of the 20th century. The Holocaust wiped out much of Jewish life in Eastern Europe. And so if you came to the United States in 1910 and you uh, had family still in Eastern Europe, they likely weren't still there in 1950. Either they had left and survived or they had been killed. And so this kind of connection with the past and with Eastern Europe, I think, was lost to a large degree. 
And also there's just the nature of uh, memory and history. People don't always ask questions of their parents and their grandparents when they have the chance. And, and sometimes those grandparents and parents, if they weren't the ones who immigrated, don't know the answers. So case in point, um, about a decade ago, my grandmother wrote up a short family history and I happened to find a couple months ago and look at it again. It was just a Word document on my computer. And I noticed that she mentioned that my grandfather's, she said his parents, but I think actually it was his grandparents, uh, immigrated to the United States from Galicia in Austria. Now, there's something wrong here. Galicia, it was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire at the time, but it's not in Austria. Galicia, in other words, it's, uh, it's in Poland and Ukraine. Now, I don't know where my grandfather's, maternal grandfather's side of the family was from exactly, but it could be Ukraine, and I never knew that. In I, I never knew that until very recently. I didn't understand that the first time I saw the uh, document because at the time I didn't know enough about Ukraine or the history. So I think this is a good example of how there are so many Americans of Jewish background who have roots tracing to Ukraine and they don't know it. And with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she was obviously aware of some of this. She said her father, her father and his parents left from uh, Odessa. Uh, but one thing I discovered when working on this story is that the there are genealogical websites usually put together by people who are either relatives of Ruth Bader Ginsburg or some family connection. And they note that he was from uh, Khmelnytsky, or what was then Proskurov, and uh, that's something that was sort of lost in her in her narrative of where her father came from. Maybe she wasn't aware, maybe just she mixed up sort of family lore with fact, because of course one thing I couldn't determine in this story was whether her father had lived his whole childhood until they left for the United States in Khmelnytsky, or whether they had moved to Odessa and lived there for a while. I'm not sure. Probably someone in Ruth Bader Ginsburg's family could answer that. And I tried to answer it myself, by the way, and I think this might just be interesting for people to hear about how this research goes. I, um, I've done a little bit of this type of research before, so I have some experience in it. I dug through address books from Odessa in the first years of the 20th century and in the last years of the 19th century. They're available online often. I mean, they've been digitized and uh, they're not easy to navigate, but sometimes you can find uh, information there. I used a database that was created in Ukraine for genealogical research, didn't yield much, just like the address books. Uh, with our deputy chief editor, Olga Rudenko, we looked through some, uh, they were called Gubernski Pamietki. These are sort of documents published in the early 20th century or late 19th century in the different governorates of the Russian Empire with information about all kinds of things, not with a full list of residents, but often with a list of different people in this or that business. And you can sometimes search them for names to see who was where. We didn't find anything. Another challenge here is that both of Ginsburg's parents had surnames that it wasn't entirely clear how they would be in what they would be in Russian or in, for example, German in the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So her father was Bader. Well, Bader could be Bader, Bader ili Bader in uh, in Russian. And all th all. Th Three of those surnames exist. They're not super common nowadays, and all three of them are Jewish, so we don't know. Her mother's surname was Amster, but that was originally Auster with an A or Oster with an O. I mean, this is tough stuff to uh, to search, and some of these genealogical sites that included information on where they were from actually did have some 
immigration type records there, but they were very partial. I couldn't access them. So I think that someone who is out at like archives in Melnitsky or, or Burstyn probably could find some interesting stuff, but I'm obviously here in Kiev and I'm a journalist, not a genealogist. So this is work for someone else, I think. So that was Matt Kupfer talking about his article, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's little-known Ukrainian history. You can read it in full on our website, kievpost.com. Thank you so much for letting us know about her roots and her family. Thank you for having me. Stay tuned for next week for another in-depth discussion with our Kiev Post journalists. Stay safe, stay home, and subscribe to the Kiev Post. <laughs>